God bless you. This is Pastor R.R. Jordan. Thank you for tuning into the Advancing Church Podcast. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that today's message will ignite your faith to propel you forward to the next level in your walk with Christ. Now let's get into today's message. God has been speaking to my spirit. Uh, there's healing coming to the body. There's healing that is coming to his church. A new passion is about to be made evidenced in your life. A new passion is about to be made evident in your life. And so I want you to receive what God is doing in this moment. He's giving the church of Laodicea a fresh fire a fresh fire. And I speak that prophetically, that right now we're on the brink of a move of God that's going to set his house ablaze like never before. We're getting ready to see a fire that's going to spring out of the house of God and life is going to come where, they, where there was once death. I promise you, life is going to come. Where there was death, God is going to cause life to spring forth like never before. So I'm excited about what God is saying and what God is doing. Uh, I want you to go with me on this morning to Revelations. Revelations. And I'm not going to read uh, many verses in your hearing, just several verses uh, that I will expound on. Uh, but I want you to understand that there is a clear move of God that's occurring. And I want you to share this with as many people as you possibly can. Uh, start watch parties on social media because uh, this word is going to be a fire. And it's going to go out into the cyber world and it's gonna set homes ablaze. There are people that need to hear what God is saying in this moment because they've been in this place of indifference. And God is going to move them out of that place. There have been people who have experienced uh, this lack of fire. And God is saying, I'm getting ready to light them up. I'm going to light them up. And what we're getting ready to see is not going to be sprinkles. It's not going to be a few people here, a few people there. It's going to be a communal blaze. There's going to be communities on fire. Glory be to God. So Revelations 3, uh, I'm going to read several verses. Matter of fact, let's start uh, with verse 14. I'll read 14 uh, through 17. Revelations 3, starting with verse 14. And to the angel of the church in Laodicea write, the words of the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. This is the ESV version. So because you're lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich. I have prospered and I need nothing not realizing that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Listen, I'm telling you right now, there is a church that is in need 
of God's presence. And we're getting ready to see that happen. We're getting ready to see the power of God released in his house. So let's pray. Most gracious and merciful Heavenly Father, God, we thank you uh, for your word. We thank you for what you're doing right now uh, in the house of God, among your people. Cause the fire of God to go out. Cause lives to be forever changed. We want the glory of God. We want the power of God. We want you to release it now in the mighty name of Jesus as we're gathered together cyberly. That, that you would pour out, God, in, in social media land, all over the internet, God, that there would be a great move of God that would happen. I thank you right now for the cyber move. I thank you right now for those that are receiving the word of the Lord. I honor you and I bless you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Glory be to God. God is, again, moving. He's moving. And God said some things to me that really blessed me. He said to me that there is a fire coming, a fire coming. And, and I want to I wanna preach to you and teach uh, from the topic, I'm running a fever. I'm running a fever. And, and I want you to write that in the comments right now. I'm running a fever. Uh, before I begin uh, to share specifically what God uh, said, I want to talk to you uh, about uh, the geographics of Laodicea, because that's important to our text right now, uh, that we understand the historical context uh, and the background of the city. Uh, to the north of Laodicea, Heriopolis had healthy, hot springs. And to the south, Colossae had cold springs that were clean and refreshing to drink from. But Laodicea had perpetual problems with its water supply. There was an issue with the water supply in Laodicea. And, and you know, the problem was uh, that aqueducts brought the water six miles from the south to Laodicea. By the time the water reached Laodicea, it had become lukewarm. It was tepid, unclean, and undrinkable. The kind of water that makes you sick. The kind of water that you would spit out of your mouth. And so Jesus uh, uses this metaphorically uh, to tell the entire Laodicea Laodicean church that you are sick that you're sick and, and, and I need to do something with you I need I need you to understand your condition I, I want to do something with you but I need you to understand that you're sick you're lukewarm and, and you need the fire of God to heat up your water you need the fire of God to come in and, and to change your temperature, change your, your temperature. And so, and so here it is. Uh, there is a, a personal and communal commitment that God wants us to have. And, and that commitment is to uh, our passion for God. 
Uh, that commitment is to uh, us being devoted uh, to the things of God, if you can hear me. And, and so I want you to understand that God is calling for a fire uh, to burn in our lives. And, and often when we lack fire, uh, it's because of the distractions that we have. Uh, we have so many distractions. Here in Laodicea, uh, they were very wealthy and, and they embraced a lifestyle uh, of the elite. So, so the wealthy and the elite uh, were a part of this church and, and they started to live in a way that only focused on their exclusivity. They, they focused on the fact that they were wealthy, that they were elite and, and they became sick because they didn't understand that wealth is not in what you have in the bank. They, they didn't understand that, that God was looking from, for something from them that wasn't in what they had monetarily. God was looking for what they had in their heart and what they had in their spirit. But they began to exalt themselves based on what they had and not on who had them. So what God was looking for was a people who was dedicated to him dedicated to the things of God, passionate about the things of God. John is writing to the church in Laodicea, uh, but I think it important to know who this message is truly coming from. This message is coming from Jesus. John is writing it, but the message is coming from Jesus. That's the book's true author, is Jesus. This message is from the one who is the amen. This is what uh, Revelations 3 and 14 records. This message is from the one who is the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's new creation. Okay, let's deal with Jesus as the amen. Jesus is the so be it. He's the word made flesh. Whatever the word declares, so be it. In the beginning, God said, and it was. I want you to write in the comments right now, so be it, so be it. Because God is speaking some things over you. And the fire of God is getting ready to consume you. He, he spoke, God did, in Genesis. He spoke land and sea. It was as simple as God saying, let there be, and there was. Whatever he said, so be it. That's why you don't have to be it yet. That's why you don't have to have it yet. Because a word from God will make it so. So be it. You will experience that in your life when God speaks over you. And I believe that God is speaking a word over you right now. The word of God will never fail. Heaven and earth will pass away before his word fails. We know him to be what? Faithful. He will never leave us or forsake us. I find a complete consolation in the fact that Jesus will never divorce me. And his word will never be discontinued because of its potency. If the word ever gets in you for real, it's going to change your spiritual temperature. It's going to increase your spiritual fervor. 
If the word gets in you, you will get hot for God. Glory be to God. Here in this particular uh, chapter of Revelation, we have a scathing assessment. The message to the Laodicean church is gripping. The believers are at risk of being spit out of the mouth of God. Revelations again, uh, 15 through 16. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. And he says, would that you were either cold or hot. He said, I don't want you lukewarm, Laodicean church. The Laodicean church understood, understood this metaphor. He, uh, they understood that they were experiencing lukewarm waters that caused people to be sick. So they, they understood clearly what Jesus was saying. Verse 16, so because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Glory be to God. A synonym for lukewarm is indifferent. I believe the church has become unconcerned with the things God is most concerned about. I think we focus in on the wrong things, and, and because of that, we have become lukewarm. A, a common interpretation for lukewarm has been that, that we're, not, we're not decisive enough. We're not committed enough. What am I saying? I'm saying committed enough to the things of God. I'm talking about as a community, not just as an individual. So, so to be hot means you have spiritual fervor. To be cold means that you're antagonistic to the things of God. You're opposing the things of God. The Lord prefers outright rejection of him than spiritual lukewarmness. We have allowed this world to cool us consequently we have lost our fervor the world has a way of dousing the flames of God in us when we become entangled in a system that was never meant to fan the flames of righteousness so, so you can't get caught up in everything that's just happening in the world. You got to remember to center your mind on Jesus. When believers in Christ remove him from the center of their lives, their spiritual temperatures began to precipitously fall. This is the state of the Laodicean church. It's, it's sobering. It's sobering to come to the realization that you are not as hot for God as you should be. It's a sobering thing to realize I'm really not hot for God right now, but it is necessary, it's necessary, it's very necessary that we tell the truth about our dropping spiritual temperatures. We got to tell the truth about this if we're going to ever get to a place where we're on fire for God. The sense that is provoked here in the using of the Greek word that speaks to lukewarmness is kleiros, which means unpleasant or unusable. Here it is. God will release us if he can't use us. 
God can't use a lukewarm believer to bring him glory. Here it is. This is what I need you to see. One of the most common symptoms of COVID-19 infection is a fever. The way that the virus is transmitted is mainly through respiratory droplets. This is said to likely happen when infected people sneeze or cough. The droplets that travel through the air will eventually rest on a surface or come in contact with someone causing them to become infected. If, if contracting COVID-19 has symptoms, surely putting your faith in Christ does. If God gets in you, one of the symptoms that you have to have is a running fever. God will set you on fire when he comes into your life. You will eventually start running a, a fever. This morning, I want to give you a prescription to rekindle the spiritual flames in your life. Because you're about to burn for God again. You've been lukewarm, but you're coming out of that place. And your spiritual temperature is about to rise. Your level of commitment to the fire of God is about to rise. I believe there are seven things we can do to burn with a greater passion for the things of God again. Number one. Find company with those who burn with a great passion for God. What am I saying? You need friends that are on fire. People who are passionately pursuing God. So you have to check your inner circle. You got to check it. Check your circle. Check your circle. Amos 3 and 3 says this. Can two walk together except they agree? Except they agree. So you, you have to. You have to do an assessment of the temperature level of people who you're connected with. And, and there are many places. I went to the mall yesterday, and, and before I walked into the jewelry store, uh, one of the workers there had a, a temperature gauge. And what they did was they checked my temperature before they let me in. They, they said, I need to find out what your temperature is. And, and we need to start doing this in our lives. When was the last time you checked the temperature of the people who are entering your inner circle? It is time that you find out how hot they are. And if they're lukewarm, you have to tell them uh, right now, you can't be a part of my inner circle. I'm not cutting you off. You just can't get too close to me because I don't want what's on your life. Glory be to God. So number one, find company with those with a great passion for God. Number two, don't break the unity of the spirit. Acts 2, 1 through 4, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. 
they, they were what? All together in one place. If you want to get hot for God, you got to get around people who are ready for Pentecost. You got to get around some people who are seeking the things of God. So they were all together, right? And they were in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled, glory to God, with the, with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Therefore, I want you to hear this, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. You got to keep the unity if you want to be on fire for God. You can't let that devil interrupt your peace with division because what he's really attempting to do is cool you off. Keep unity if you want to keep the fire. I want you to write that in the comments. Keep unity if you want to keep the fire. Glory to God. Keep unity if you want to keep the fire. Number three, be honest about your current condition. Be honest. I'm talking about a fire that's getting ready to hit the house of God. But here's some things that we need to begin to do if we want to see this flame kindled in our lives. Because I don't want to be a part of anything that doesn't have a fire, doesn't have a passion. I want passion in my work. I want passion, passion in my worship. I want passion in every area of my life. So you got to be honest, what, about your current condition. Realize your spiritual state looking through the lens of God's word. The word is a mirror and its truth will make you free. John 8. 31 through 32, to them who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Don't act for God. He wants you to actualize. He wants to make your life a fiery reality. Here it is, Psalm 104 and 4. He makes his messengers winds, his ministers a flaming fire. Glory be to God. So God wants you to experience the fire of God. So he said, don't act. You don't got to act like you're on fire. He said, what I want you to do is tell me the truth about where you really are and let the flames of the Holy Spirit set you ablaze for him. Glory to God. Let's go to number four. Number four, remain in humility. Talking about those who want the fire of God in their lives. Remain in humility. God will correct those he loves. 
when God loves you, he will correct you. When God loves you, he will correct you. Psalms 149 and 4. For the Lord delights in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. God will never spit the humble out of his mouth. The sacrifice of the humble always gets the attention of God. So you got to stay in this place of humility. If you want the fire of God in your life, if you want to run a temperature for God, stay humble, stay low. Stay low, walk in humility. Because if you walk in humility, God will set you on fire for him. He will not, he will not set the fire or release the fire on those who are arrogant. You got to stay humble if you want the fire of God in your life. Number five, walk in the love of God. First Corinthians 13 and one. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. The church can be a noisy place, but if love is not loud, we all need to be quiet. The church, I'll say it again, the church is a noisy place, but if love is not loud, we all need to be quiet. God said, I don't want just a noisy church. I don't want a bunch of people who's just standing up screaming and making all kinds of noise and people beating on drums and playing keyboards. If love is not loud in the place, shut up. God said, make love loud. If you make love loud, the fire of God will burn in the house of God. Hallelujah. See, you got to share this because somebody needs to get the fire back. Somebody is about to get set on fire for God. Number six, no faith, no fire. Here it is. Hebrews. Hebrews tells us, and without faith, Hebrews 11 and 6 tells us, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that, that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. So if you want the fire of God, you got to have faith in God. Glory be to God. I'm telling you right now, God is moving you closer to him. But the only way you inch closer to God is in faith. You cannot get close enough to get the fire of God if you do not believe. So whoever would draw near to God must what? Believe. You got to believe. Number seven, prayer takes us to the throne of God. The throne is where the fire is. Daniel 7 and 9. Your throne, O Lord, is like a fiery flame. Glory to God. I'm telling you right now that you're about to experience the fire of God in your life. And consequently, you're about to conquer on levels you've never conquered before. The reason, the reason you will succeed on another level is you're no longer playing the middle. You're not lukewarm. 
You value commitment, your focus in your devotion. And you're willing, I want you to hear this, you're willing to lose the crowd of indifference for the fire of influence. You're willing to lose the crowd of indifference, the people that can't make up their mind for the fire of influence. The fire is about to influence somebody all around you. Some people are about to get set on fire. It's important that we understand that if we are to experience the fire of God, we have to be willing to lose some people. It's time to move from people that don't want to change. I'm talking about those who are nonchalant about everything. They, they must be moved from your inner circle. You got to social distance some people. You're about, you're, again, you're not about to put them out of your life. You're just putting them out of your inner circle. It's time to distance yourself because the fire of God is about to fall. Mm. At Mount Carmel, Elijah prayed down a fire from heaven and it consumed everything on the altar and licked up the water around it. That's in 1 Kings 18 and 38. Hebrews 12 and 29 says this, for our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. And if we are close to him, uh, we ought to be lit for God. Hallelujah. After his resurrection, Jesus met two of his disciples on the road to Emmaus and spoke with them about everything that happened. When they recounted the experience, this is what they said. They said, did not our hearts burn as he spoke with us? God wants to set your heart on fire. He wants you to run a spiritual temperature. Here it is. Revelation tells us that his eyes were like a flame of fire when he appeared to John. Did you know looking into the face of Jesus means you're looking into the passionate eyes of God? You cannot but walk away after a true encounter on fire for God. If you get in his face, his fire will get on your life. He said, you're about to run a temperature. This whole church is about to run a temperature for God. Jeremiah said, it's like fire. Shut up in my bones. That fire had to come out of his mouth. He had to say what God wanted him to say. Oh, my God. He had to speak the words of God. The flames are about to come. God said we're about to run a temperature in this house. God is about to turn this house into a spiritual sauna. He's going to make us hot stones. And there will be heat that will emanate off of us. Exodus 24 and 17, to the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain. We see it over and over and over again in scripture. Luke 
3 and 16, John answered them all, I baptize with water, but one who is more powerful than I, the scraps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I feel it. There is a fire that is coming to the house of God. Deuteronomy 5 and 24. The Lord our God has showed us his glory and his majesty. We have heard his voice from the fire. Oh my God. We heard his voice from the fire. There is a flame that's being released. There is a fire that's burning, that's getting ready to get the attention of the world. It is the fire that drew Moses to the burning bush. Moses seen the bush on fire and made his way to where the fire was. Where are the people at that's ready to make your way to where the fire is? You said, I'm going to the flames. I'm going to the fire. I want to run a temperature for God. I want to be hot for God. I don't want to be lukewarm anymore. And so I made a decision to go after the flames. To go after the flames. It's your time to be set ablaze. It's your time to be on fire for God. He said, I need some people that will go through the fire. That's why the three Hebrew boys, when they were placed in the fiery furnace, they did not fear. They trusted in God. And what we see in that narrative is that someone who looked like the son of God showed up in the flames. God said, it's in the fire. I'm about to burn up some stuff in your life. I'm about to burn it up. There's a fire that's coming that's going to reveal the son of God. We're going to look into the flames and we're going to say, my God, look at what you're doing. Uh, there is a manifestation uh, of glory uh, that's coming. It's coming. It's coming to the house. Uh, it's time to run a temperature for God. Uh, it's time to burn from for God. Uh, Laodicea, get out of your lukewarm state. Uh, I prophesy uh, to the church right now. Uh, you're coming out uh, of this place uh, of being in the middle. Uh, you're coming out of indifference. Uh, you're about to be concerned uh, with the things that God is concerned with. Uh, your life uh, is about to be set ablaze. It's fire time. It's fire time. It's fire time. It's a fire that is burning. Elijah prayed and the fire of God fell. I don't want to be where there is no fire. Wherever the fire is, that's where I want to be. I want to be where the flames are high. I want to be where the flames are burning intensely. God is saying, that's what I'm ready to do in my house. I'm ready to make you run a temperature. I want you to run a temperature. When people touch you, I want them to say, ouch. 
when people uh, get into your atmosphere, I want them to feel the heat. When they come into your house, they ought to know that something is burning, that something is on fire, that there's a temperature rise every time someone enters your atmosphere because you've been next to the throne of God and where the throne of God is, the fire of God is. Somebody is about to catch flame. Somebody that's listening right now to this live is about to get the fire back in your life. I come against lukewarmness in the name of Jesus. May the fire of God hit you. May the fire of God burn you until the dross is removed from your life. I pray that impurities are being removed from your life right now. That a fire is burning in your life right now. Hallelujah. See, you got to let some stuff go. You got to understand that lukewarm believers are sick. And, and you need the healing power of God. You need the fire of God. How do you make water clean? You know, when we're going through seasons in the nation and, and we, we have an issue with the water and they're saying there's something in the water. They said, before you drink any of that water, you better boil it. Yeah, you better put some fire to that water because the fire will remove the impurities. And God is saying, I'm not, I'm not going to throw you away. I'm not going to throw you away. If you would allow the flames uh, to remove the impurities, I can still use you. There's a passion that's coming to your life. I'm telling you right now that you're getting ready to encounter the fire of the Lord. It's going to change your life. The fire of God is going to change your life. Let me tell you, just like COVID-19 is airborne, if you get in the right atmosphere of people who have a flame in them and they start declaring, they start coughing, they start sneezing, I promise you, you're going you're gonna to get something. You're going to get something in that atmosphere. I'm telling you, it's time for us to burn with a passion for God. A passion for justice. A passion to, to really change the world. There's a flame that's being kindled in your life right now. A fire that's about to burn. Check your environment. Check your environment. We can tell how hot you are based on the people that's in your circle. If we look around you and all you do is embrace people that's lukewarm, people that compromise, schizophrenic believers with no stability, believe they will call one day, not call the next, say that they're following God one day and next day they're following their feelings. 
do an assessment. There's an assessment being done of the Laodicean church. And God says, you're at risk of being released because you look warm and you're unhealthy. Anything lukewarm is unhealthy. This is your time to get the fire of God back in your life. I'm prophesying over you right now because the word of God spoke to me. And he said, I know you're reading this and you're looking at a lukewarm church. But he said, this is, this is really symbolic of the state of the church right now. Too many of us are lukewarm. He said, but there's a fire coming. There is a fire coming. And if you're watching right now and you're saying, I, 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 I've been in that place. I know what it's like to be lukewarm. But you're saying, I don't want to stay here. I, I want you to lift your hands up right where you are. Because God is going to release the fire. He's going to release the glory in your life. You're about to experience Pentecost, the fire of God. Burn right now. Burn right now. Come on, the fire is kindling right now. It is touching you right now. It's hitting your house right now. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Angels are being dispatched right now. The temperature is rising right where you are. The temperature is rising right where you are. The fire is increasing. Come on and worship. The fire. The fire, the fire, the fire, the fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Burn now. Right where they are. The fire of God be released now. The fire of God rests now. Oh, dear God. I thank you right now for the fire of the Holy Ghost that's resting. Baptize them. Baptize them in fire. Baptize them in the Holy Spirit and in fire. We want to come out of this lukewarm state. Our lives are being hurt. We're sick. We're making other people sick. Help us. We want to burn. I want to pray for each and every person that's listening right now that the fire of God would burn. Most gracious and merciful Heavenly Father, I thank you right now. God of the fire, the one who answers by fire, you are consuming fire, dear God. I pray now for each and every person that's listening, that has been in this place of indifference. They want to be concerned for the things of God, but they just don't have it in them. We don't have it in us. We want a heart that's after you, dear God. We've lost the passion. But I pray right now that the passion would return for the things of God. That they, oh God, would receive the seven things that I shared with them. 
that they would be connected, oh God, that they would not allow the enemy to divide so he can isolate them. I come against that spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. There are so many God that are hurting themselves, so I pray now that they would submit to you and that they would allow the flame to increase so that they can begin to run a fever for you. I thank you that their lives are being transformed. Come on and submit your life to God right now. The fire of God is going to burn. It's going to burn. You're going to get out of that place of indifference. You're going to get out of that place where you're not concerned for the things of God. You're about to be concerned and you're going to run. Fire of God is meeting you. The fire of God is meeting you. The fire of God is meeting you. Come on and give your life to him. If you're listening and you're not saved, give your life to him. On this afternoon, God has something great in store for you that's going to change your life forever. I pray for you that you would submit. And if you're watching, I can pray for you right now. I want to pray for those who haven't given their lives to Christ. I want to pray that you receive him right now in the name of Jesus. Each and every person that's watching God that has a passion for you, a desire in their heart for you. There's something that's palpitating in their hearts right now. They want you. They want to touch you. They want to know you, God. I thank you right now for those that are being touched, that are submitting to you. You're the only one that can do it. Your spirit is there, God. You're ministering to them right now. Submit your life to the Lord. Pray this prayer. Father, I receive your son, Jesus, the Christ, the one who lived and died and rose from the grave, who's seated at the right hand of God. I receive him as my Lord, as my God, as my Savior. This is your time. This is your day. Receive salvation. Receive him as your Lord. Make him the head of your life I pray for you that this word blessed you that you receive this word on this morning God is ready to cause you to run a temperature for him glory be to God hallelujah I thank God for you listen I, I want you to stay with us we want to bless the house in giving that's a part of worship so let's worship the Lord in giving I believe that God is ready to take you to a whole nother level. We're not trusting in our own wealth like the Laodicea church. They were caught up in elitism. Uh, they, they wanted the wealth of the world, but they had lost their fervor for God. I don't want to lose my fervor for God chasing after monetary things. And so our willingness to give into the house shows that our trust and our reliance is upon God. Not upon our jobs, not upon the government. We rely on the Lord. Hallelujah. So I want to do this. I haven't done this in a while. I want to read a couple of our wealth affirmations. So I want you uh, to declare this with me uh, because there are some people right now who are being positioned financially to prosper. And I want to remind you that you do have a responsibility to manage your wealth. 
So I want you to be reminded of that. So our wealth affirmation, we say this when we're in the house of God. I want to read about five of them to you on this morning. Uh, our wealth affirmations, number one says, I refuse to spend money frivolously. I refuse. This is your wealth affirmation. You're declaring this. You're going to operate with another level of discipline. Number two, I am an investor. Number three, I make wise and educated decisions with my money that yields returns. Okay, number four, I save, I sow, and I invest for the purpose of securing a better financial future. Number five, I have multiple streams of income. Come on and declare that. I have multiple streams of income. God wants to bless you with multiple streams of income. Listen, we tithe because it's a biblical principle. We understand that our faith is expressed in our giving. So I want to encourage each and every one of you to sow, to give, to trust God with the tithe. That's 10%. Give God the 10% that you owe God and then trust him with your offering. I promise you, we're watching God show up and show out. And there's some testimonies that's getting ready to come to you because there have been people who have been sowing abundantly in this ministry. And as a result, when you come back to the house, you're going to see the changes that are being made in the house of God. Don't lose out on this moment because every seed that you sow is going to produce a harvest in your life. Do not miss this moment to be dedicated, to be disciplined, to be consistent in your giving. God is going to make a difference, I'm telling you, between those who have a heart to consistently tithe and sow, between those who don't have that heart. So I'm telling you, trust God. There's going to be a difference made between the giver and those that are not giving. So I'm telling you, be consistent and watch God continue to take your life to a whole nother level. Again, it's not about the money. It's about the faith. Remember that. It's about your faith being situated in God. We trust God. He is Jehovah Jireh. So I thank God for you. You're about to run a temperature for God. The fire of God is upon your life. I want you to go throughout this day knowing that there's a flame being kindled and you're about to run a temperature for God. I'm praying for you. We're praying concerning this nation. We're praying concerning uh, the racial pandemic and the coronavirus uh, that is plaguing so many cities and nations around the world. We believe that God is a healer, that God will answer us. We're resting in him. And I pray for each and every person that's watching, that's sharing our live. I thank God for you getting the word out about who we are and what God is doing right here at the Advancing Church. There is a word in this house. And I believe that the word is going to reach the multitudes. So keep sharing, keep talking about the love of God and watch God show himself to be mighty in your life. We're praying for you at the Advancing Church. We love you. God bless you.